It is the Wave 97.9 WHAV. Yeah, that's uh, that's quite the event, the big dog show on Bradford Common. Uh, coming up Halloween weekend, and uh, Remy is being... Uh, <laughs> Remy is being lobbied to participate in the pet pageant. We'll see. But, yeah, Halloween weekend, it's a scary time. It's also a scary time sometimes <laughs> right around uh, uh, this time of year in, in Washington. And uh, to give us an update on what's happening, we have a Congresswoman, Laurie Drahan, on the line. And, uh, Laurie, good morning to you. Thanks for joining me today. Good morning, Wynn. Great to, great to talk to you. Well, Nice to uh, nice to have you here. So uh, so tell me, uh, you know, you hear stories, you know, this and that and everything else, and and I I have no clue, and uh, and I'm sure that you do because you're you're there, you're keeping an eye on everything, right? Oh, <laughs> uh, absolutely. Uh, we are we've been in um, session a series of very long nights. Uh, you know, frankly, just trying to keep the government open. Uh, you know, I'll tell you. I remember watching uh, Republicans led by Ted Cruz uh, when they shut down the government back in 2013 and thinking how glad I was not to be working in Congress as a staffer anymore. And then ironically, five years later, when I was first sworn into office in 2019, it was in the middle of the longest government shutdown in our country's history, a a shutdown that uh, started when Republicans had complete control over the federal government. And now here we are, another five years after that, and there is a cabal of Republicans who are lurching us toward another uh, shutdown. And I have to tell you, when, you know, when I was growing up, we lived by the motto that you should only have to touch the hot stove once to learn your lesson. But in, in Congress, it seems like you have to touch the stove every five years and sometimes still not uh, learn the lesson if you're a Republican. But sadly, Working families are the ones who are forced to pay uh, the price when we don't have uh, folks down in Washington who are committed to governing. And that's, that's where we are right now. Uh, I am a little frustrated that we are uh, careening toward a government shutdown. The work that we're, we're doing in the House right now is, um, is not work that is going to avert that shut down. Um, but, you know, I think what gives me a little bit of hope is that there is a bipartisan uh, consensus in the Senate um, that we could take up today. Uh, the House could put that bill on the floor and uh, and it would get a majority of votes from Democrats and Republicans. But, you know, there is a small group of Republicans right now who just aren't allowing that to happen. And frankly, Speaker McCarthy is having to make a decision on what's more important to him, uh, the country or his speakership. So it's uh, it's not a great situation right here in Washington, but we're going to work um, until until we resolve this. So uh, what how it how the uh, the speaker's position works it is uh, the speaker that determines what gets on the floor for a vote. That's right, uh, and like I said, the easiest way to avoid a shutdown is to pass a a continuing resolution that keeps the funding levels from this year and uh, provides some additional emergency funding. That will get 300-plus votes in the House uh, tomorrow if it was up for a vote on the floor. The problem is that Kevin McCarthy is going to have a challenge to his speakership immediately after. I mean, he has extreme Republicans in his conference in the House who won't even let the ink dry on a 
on a bill before they file a motion to vacate him from the Speaker's office. And look, the real answer on whether we can avoid a shutdown rests with him uh, and what he cares about more, like I said, the speakership of the country. And frankly, I don't have a ton of faith that he's going to make the right decision or, or, or frankly make it in time to avert a shutdown. Yeah, I was uh, doing a little bit of research, not too much because uh, that hurts my head, but I was uh, doing a little bit of research, and, and uh, I, I love that phrase. You only have to uh, touch a hot stove once <laughs> to realize not to do that again. But, uh, yeah, it, it seems like, um, well, you, you mentioned the uh, the shutdown that occurred a few years ago, but they've also had other shutdowns, too. Uh, pres- there were two during uh, President Clinton's uh, time in office and, and one for President Obama. And, uh, yeah, it just seems like it's happening more and more these days. Yeah, it, and it's, and it's look, this is, this is how people lose trust uh, in government when, you know, an extreme uh, group of people can kind of hijack um, the, the Congress. Um, and what I think about is I was sworn in in 2019. I was sworn in, in you know, in the midst of the longest shutdown uh, in our, our country. That was just a partial shutdown, meaning that some of the departments were funded and others weren't. This is going to be a total government shutdown. So no one's going to escape the consequences of what that means. And in Massachusetts alone, I mean, we have almost 15,000 active duty and reserve service members in Massachusetts who would be forced to work without pay. Uh, we have almost 126,000 Massachusetts residents, including 100,000 children and infants who rely on the WIC program, and they would lose access to their, uh, to their benefit. Another million uh, would lose their uh, SNAP benefits um, if we were in a prolonged shutdown. I don't, I don't have to tell you because maybe you recall, but the last time uh, TSA officers and air traffic controllers, they were forced to continue working without pay, and it led to significant delays and wait times at Logan Airport. So this is um, this is serious, and you need serious people <laughs> to get to the table and uh, and resolve this. And the reality is, the president, House Democrats, Senate Democrats, and Senate Republicans are aligned around the deal we put together to avoid um, the debt ceiling crisis earlier this summer on keeping the government open. It's just the House Republicans who have hijacked this process with no alignment around what their demands are. Uh, and so it's, it's just the definition of extremism, and it's going to impact you know, people in Haverhill, um, and it's, uh, it's just completely unnecessary and, and frankly, irresponsible. I, uh, I saw a story uh, yesterday or the day before, uh, you know, the, I guess, the, the, well, the federal uh, employees they will eventually get paid anyway, but uh, it's the, the ones that are contracted that don't get paid because, you know, there's nobody to, uh, to, uh, to give that money to them. Yeah, and even, look, I remember vividly uh, in 2019, before we even had our computers and our phones set up in our office, um, we were meeting with uh, with federal employees, uh, of which, you know, Massachusetts has almost 30,000, um, who were working without pay, but because that shutdown lasted so long, they, ha- they were having trouble paying their rent, 
their mortgage, their utility bills uh, in the middle of winter. I mean, no family deserves uh, to live like that. And I think it's um, it really sort of brings it home, uh, you know, when you're talking to a federal employee or someone who has relied on benefits to make uh, ends meet, especially children who rely on these nutrition programs. Um, it's it's just, um, it's appalling. It's appalling to think that folks would play politics uh, with keeping our government open and all the vital services that, that it provides. Well, uh, let's uh, move on to another topic. Uh, I, I'm, uh, I belong to the Haverhill Rotary Club, and, and the, uh, the fire chief is uh, one of the members, too. And, and uh, when we met last week, he, uh, he told the club about the, uh, the big grant that uh, they got from the federal government. And he was very proud that the, uh, the uh, writers of the grant were all firefighters. And uh, what's it worth? It's, it's worth millions of dollars. Oh yes, this is uh, this is actually gr- good news, which I'm happy to report. Uh, you know, just over a week ago, the Haverhill Fire Department was awarded four million dollars in in federal funding that will allow the city to hire you know as many as 16 additional firefighters to staff a second ladder truck uh, with 100 percent of salaries and benefits covered by the federal government for three full years. Uh, and I know how much of a priority this has been for our Haverhill firefighters and commend them on the application that they put forward because clearly it was compelling uh, enough uh, to win. So this coupled with plans to replace the Bastelier Bridge, another project that's going to get done thanks to President Biden and federal funds, it will just mean much faster response times for Haverhill families. Uh, it means that our communities are safer And we're investing in our first responders, the ones who are working around the clock to be there for the rest of us. And, you know, it's it's one way that the president's Invest in America agenda is reaching communities like Haverhill. Uh, And it really just underscores our need to keep the government open uh, so that we can keep delivering federal funds that cities like Haverhill need. Yeah, yeah, they. Uh, I know that with the uh, Bachelor Bridge scheduled to uh, be replaced, uh, the fire department very uh, concerned about uh, response times on the on the uh, Brantford side of the bridge. That's uh, so that works out really well for them. Yeah, and look, the reality is this is long overdue, right? The federal government um, has deferred maintaining our infrastructure nationally for decades. Uh, and look, I remember. President after president, Democrat or Republican, promising uh, an infrastructure investment and not being able to get that done. Um, but the reality is President Biden got it done. Uh, the last Congress, we were able to pass the largest investment in our infrastructure in decades. And communities are starting to feel um, th- those funds. Uh, so I think that um, you know, one of the things I'm mostly focused on, uh, even when things get dysfunctional down in Washington, is how do we ensure that those investments make their way to Massachusetts, make their way to the district that I have the privilege to, to represent? Because whether it's water infrastructure, bridges or roads, access to uh, broadband, our communities are going to be transformed by the nearly $10 billion that Massachusetts is going to receive to upgrade vital uh, infrastructure projects. Well, it sounds like you have your sleeves rolled up and you're ready to uh, to take care of business. 
That's right. Uh, and you know, look, we, um, we are stuck in Washington, uh, but I just want folks to know, uh, that, um, you know, even if, uh, if, you know, we're in a shutdown, our office is going to remain open. Um, uh, my Lowell office, my, my Washington office, and, and people should reach out to us if they need assistance. The number is 978-459-0101. Uh, in a shutdown, some of the federal agencies, they might be, they're going to be short staffed. So it's important that folks reach out now and earlier rather than later so that we can help them best we can. Uh, but as always, you know, my team is happy to provide folks with information on what federal agency operations will remain operational and, and we'll work with folks every step of the way to get the resources. Uh, despite the shutdown. Yeah, I was uh, just thinking about um, about Carrie Sharon Perry, who's the uh, the head of uh, Community Action, and uh, they are you know about ready to sit down and, and talk about their budgets. And one of the big programs is the uh, heating assistance program, and uh, with the temperatures in the 40s, you know, overnight, that is uh, critical. I don't know how how that's going to get resolved. It's it's critical. So first, I always have to give a huge shout out to our community action agencies because they work alongside us uh, in so many ways, uh, distributing the federal programs, the federal funding uh, to people who need it most. And you are right to bring up uh, the home heating assistance, which, um, you know, many people will stand to lose in a prolonged uh, shutdown. Um, but they are, uh, you know, they're on the front line. They're taking those phone calls. They're doing the best that they can uh, with the resources that are provided. And I think it just highlights the importance that the federal government, uh, you know, continue those programs. I mean, look, the most basic thing that we do here in Washington is we pass budgets and we fund um, the government. I don't have to tell you that Republicans um, – uh, when they try to cut the LIHEAP budget, which is our home heating assistance program, it's by 70, it's by almost 70%. I mean, that's a disaster for families in Massachusetts as we head into those winter months. And so it's important that people recognize, um, that exactly how it will impact them and their, and their community. Um, uh, because this is, uh, this is not, these are not serious people. Uh, you know, we have to get to the table. And we need to fund the government, and we need to make sure that these vital services remain in place for folks who need them. All right. Well, uh, Laurie, I want to thank you for uh, you know sharing your insight on this. Anything else you'd like to add today? Oh, well, first, thanks for having me, Wynn. It's always a pleasure uh, to talk to you. And I think the most important thing is, you know, these are, these, these are going to be uncertain weeks. Um, and as much as we're trying to avert a shutdown, if one happens, I just want folks to know, Call our office. We're open. We're going to help folks uh, in need of assistance. That number is 978-459-0101. Um, and in the meantime, I'll be working to make sure that we get uh, we get our budget back online. We work with uh, the president, the Senate, um, and the House to to ensure that uh, this budget's passed and you know this this harm is mitigated best we can. Am I hearing a, a little? Um a little uh, bit of the allergy season in your voice today. <laughs> you know, I don't think it's allergies. I just think I walked up the floor last night at nearly one o'clock in the morning. So, uh, yeah, I'm a little sleep deprived, and you might be hearing that. 
um, but nevertheless as, as motivated as, as ever um, because the stakes are just too high. <laughs> okay. All right. Hey, thank you very much. We'll have to get you back on sooner rather than later. How's that? Sounds great. All right. Thank you so much, Congresswoman Laurie Trahan, our guest this morning right here on The Wave, 97.9 WHAV. Wake up with Wynn Damon weekdays from 6 to 9 a.m. on 97.9 FM WHAV. Catch the wave. W-H-A-V.